there is a there are some big differences between the corporate and the, the startup if you like a very structured environment where you know when you're going to work what's going to happen and, it, and it's quite not predictable but it, it's fairly kind of set out before you and your pathway set up before you a bit like it is at school and university the corporate route is actually very good for that and you know you will get some great training along the way but if you want if you want something where you want to generally be challenged challenged every day and that you know frankly there will be a bit of anarchy and chaos and you like that you're excited by that then the startup world is for you but i would say to people you know not everyone is suited to that and that's fine welcome to graduate compass the podcast for graduates who haven't quite figured out what their next step is going to be Hello, and you're very welcome to the Graduate Compass podcast. Um, my name is Keen. If you haven't joined us before, this is a podcast for anyone who is a student and graduate or anyone who's basically trying to figure out their career. And usually we speak to graduates and we try and um, get their stories. And every so often we like to bring in different experts for different fields who've got different areas um, of expertise. We've had some great people over the last season. We had with Jenny Smith, who was here about networking. We had Mark Yates, who was here about what you should do if you're not sure to do, to do with your career. But one area we haven't focused on much has been startups. And who better to bring in to talk about startups than my guest here today, which is uh, Kabir Bali, who has co-founded the uh, Jumpstart uh, company and organization, which he's going to talk about in just a moment. Actually, do you know what? Why not do that now, Kabir? Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Jumpstart? Yeah, perfect. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me on, Keir. It's, it's a pleasure it's a pleasure to be here. And I definitely wouldn't describe myself as an expert, but I probably was a graduate not that long ago and I've known a little bit about startups now. But yeah, a little bit about me. I graduated back in 2016, um, so just, you know, over, over six years ago now, which seems very strange. Spent um, four years in management consulting, so kind of straight out of university, didn't really know what to do. Um, saw kind of all the consulting firms, the banks uh, at the careers fairs, um, and on the careers websites and thought, okay, well, everyone else is doing this, so I should probably do the same. So I spent four years at, at Monitor Deloitte doing uh, strategy consulting. And I think back towards the end of 2019, started having some conversations with actually an old school friend of mine, uh, Matthew Saar, and he was actually doing consulting as well, had a very similar background to myself, had done economics at university, gone into to strategy consulting, and was kind of getting slightly sort of disillusioned with it. And we both um, were kind of thinking, well, actually, we'd like to go off and work at a startup, but how do we do it? There's, there's no kind of jobs board where you go on and there's a list of all the different startups and there's no kind of uh, centralized system where you can evaluate them. It's just a very difficult world to get into, but everyone is talking about it. Everyone wants to go into the startup world, whether it's in VC financing or whether it's actually working in a, in a startup or a scale up. That seems to be a big thing. But we we both kind of found this thing quite, quite difficult. Um, and so, so we, we initially kind of looked at Teach First and saw, well, Teach First have done a really good job of, I guess, uh, creating a structure and a program around teaching for young people in a way that makes it much more accessible to become a teacher and create a kind of pathway for, for, for young professionals to go down that route. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I know there's some controversy about Teach First, but generally it's done a pretty good job of, of doing that and elevating that profession for, for young people who've gone to university. So could we do a similar thing with, with startups? So we ourselves are finding it hard to get into that world. Why don't we create a structure or a program where graduates like ourselves you know, back five years ago, we, we didn't know what to do, but we but the big corporates were there on, on campus. So why don't we create almost like a competitor to that where they can go off and actually work in a startup but still get the benefits of a, of a big corporate, um, you know, get the, the training, the support, the feeling of being part of a cohort, which we ourselves really valued actually working in, in our consulting firms, you know, working with a, 
group of 20 to 30 other people who are pretty similar to you you can talk to you can go have a drink with you can also ask them for advice on work and and you know what you should be doing on particular projects you know create that whole structure but actually allow people to work in startups and then the initial um conception of the idea actually was was, was that you rotate across different startups in the same way you do at teach first across different schools we kind of scrapped that and we now what we do is basically create a holistic four-week program where we immerse you in the startup world with the t- types of roles you're going to get um, and the types of companies that are out there, give you some training to help you start and then actually start off in a in a company kind of full time rather than flitting between different companies, which we actually when we delved into it wasn't really what people wanted, you know, either from a startup or a graduate perspective. But that's yeah, that's kind of where we are now. So we've been doing Jumpstart for just over a year and a half now. So we've launched seven cohorts. I'm happy to go into more detail about what that actually means. But yeah, it's, uh, that basically takes us up to uh, to October 2021. Well, it, it sounds like you've had a, a very compact, compact career to begin with already yourself. You fit a hell of a lot in in a very short period of time. So fair play to you for that. But also fair play to you for kind of I was making that more accessible because I think the the the, the startup world is such a, a, an interesting place for people to go into for various different reasons. And rather than me spout on what I think that why I think they're they're useful, why do you think they're useful for 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 graduates as a potential career option? Yeah, so I think um, what what's quite interesting is if you talk to and I don't want to sort of sound like I'm creating sort of generational wars here, but you know, talk to my parents' generation. You know, the thing is, you go off and you go and work in a big corporate. You get a nice big blue tick in your CV, and generally, that's the advice that careers service I think I think still do give graduates. Um, and there's a reason for that because you know traditionally those big companies give you the right training, they give you the right support. It means that you then have that kind of prestige on your CV, so you can go off and do an MBA potentially, and then go off and become a professional another large corporate i think that's that that was the case you know in the in the 90s in the 80s and the early 2000s i think what's happened since then is that the the growth in terms of the startup ecosystem has, has really exploded in the uk and there's a couple of reasons for that there's cloud computing there's the kind of growth of um you know apps and mobile telephony um and, and all that sort of thing as well i mean i won't go into loads of detail on that but ultimately that that world has exploded and i think what the difference that you get from working in a in a startup or small organization which is growing fast to a big corporate where i was where i was uh, there are probably three or four differences one is you actually get to work on an actual product and build an actual thing i, I spent four years in consulting um you know i know it's the same in banking and, and accounting as well you're, you're, you're doing you know you're doing some interesting stuff but ultimately a lot of it is you spend six weeks work with an interesting client put together a really interesting kind of proposal or you know 400 page powerpoint which quite frankly no one ever reads you never actually get to do anything a lot of it's kind of coming with ideas which no one really listens to or, or looks at and even in things like finance you're you're helping i guess serve the economy serve people with, with financial products but you're not really building and scaling stuff and i think working at a startup where you're actually building and creating a product talking to customers, seeing how you can improve it, understanding the pain points. That's really, I think, the uh, the fundamentals of like what the economy is about and what working in business is. And I think working it on a product that's not only just, you know, building something, but building that's going to scale and grow quite quickly is, is really exciting. And it's one thing that our graduates always mention is something that's quite tangible about the work that they do. They can really feel like they're making quite a tangible impact because they are selling this hopefully exciting new way of doing things to a load of new, load of new customers or businesses. So I think that's the first, first thing in terms of, you know, what you're actually doing. I think secondly, in terms of, um, I suppose, progression, um, the progression chances, I think, uh, pathway in a startup can be a lot more dynamic and fast than in a big corporate. Um, I think there are two reasons for that. One is in terms of responsibility. So you're obviously working in a smaller organization. So by definition, you kind of do get more responsibility early on. I mean, for example, I spent 
um, I think it was probably eight, nine months before I was allowed to actually talk to customers as a consultant. Now, if you're working in a startup, you cannot afford to really do that. You have to be, you know, on the front line from day one, you know, potentially owning your own projects quite early on as well. Um, so that's one part of it is that you're in a small organization where you get more impact, you have more impact because you are, you know, you know, a third of the company rather than one hundredth of the company. Um, the other thing I think is about the, the growth as well. We, we work with startups that generally have received uh, one or two rounds of venture capital funding, which means they're looking to grow at a very, very far, past, fast scale. So just to give you an example of one company that we work with that, that some of your listeners might be familiar with, uh, Wheezy. So if you live in London or you're in Bristol as well, you would have seen Wheezy kind of riders and, and billboards everywhere. We started, uh, they're a kind of delivery, one of the delivery apps that they, they're committed to delivering food in, and, and um, groceries in 15 minutes or under using that using their app. And uh, we, worked, we started working when there were about 20 or 30 people. And they're now probably over 300 or 400 people. And so I, I think the, the 22nd, 23rd and 24th employees were actually hired by the Jumpstart program. And a couple of them are actually now basically running teams of interns and grads, you know, in the space of seven months, they themselves being 22 years old. Now, that is a pretty unique opportunity because because of that growth trajectory, you can actually kind of grow with the company and actually get responsibility and, and climb up the rungs of the ladder in a far quicker time than you would in a big corporate. So I think that's the, the, the sort of 2A and 2B is that you get more responsibility, but you can grow in terms of your career faster. I think the third thing is actually in terms of the, the kind of technology that you're dealing with, you know, a lot of consultancies and banks will talk a lot about innovation and fast paced environments and all this stuff around blockchain and disruption. Startups are the one that's actually doing it. You're actually going to be there working with that technology. Even if you're not a technical person yourself, you're going to have to understand that world in a much more forensic way than you probably would if you were a consultant writing a report about it so there are probably loads of other reasons but i think those are the three that really stick out to me as being you know what i wish i had joined a startup when i was um, at the start of my career and why i generally think for, for graduates it's a great option and when, when you're i suppose dealing with, with graduates now i mean i mean what What's their mindset like? Are they coming in knowing these things? Do they have that like education base, or are they very much just trying to figure things out as well? What, what, what's going through their minds when you're talking to them? Yeah, I think this is something we discussed last time. I think the biggest problem is that people just don't know anything about startups. They're, they're, I think when I speak to most graduates or people, they think, "Oh, startups. That's kind of like you know, guys, white males in Silicon Valley wearing hoodies and coding, which is obviously which absolutely isn't what." happening you know it's, it's a massive industry with loads of different roles and things going and I think that is the biggest problem with the startup world is there's just a complete lack of understanding of what it is what the roles are like what the companies are there's, there's a lot of jargon and buzzwords which means it's not that accessible um, you know historically it has been a very close-off environment and I guess that's why I'm here today or why we're doing Jumpstart is to help uncover that world I mean generally most of our grads who join the program a lot of them don't know anything about startups and that's absolutely fine the whole point of what we do is that we do uncover that world for them you know what do these terms mean what does it mean to have a vc funding or bootstrap what does a series a mean you know what is a growth marketeer what's a growth hacker what is product you know all these terms which quite frankly are quite confusing we try our best to, to kind of myth bust if you like but also kind of help people understand why these are great roles and why there is a lot of progression in them as well what, what i, I kind of like about um jumpstart that kind of i suppose stood out to me was that you you've tried to turn this on its head can you talk us a little bit about I suppose what a, a graduate will go through experience wise and how, how how you will find them the the right um, employer for them or the right company for them 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, I think in terms of the program itself, we it's it's a four week program, so it's it's, it's selective. So once you've selected you onto the onto the program, we, we normally select you in twenty or thirty grads. But the, the four weeks are split into kind of three parts, if you like. The first part is is kind of what you're referring to, which is the spotlight week, which I'll explain to you in a second once I've done my overview. Uh, week two is is training, which is designed to kind of do two things: one, get you ready for your job. But two, kind of get you ready for interviewing at a startup, which is quite a different experience than interviewing at corporate. And then week three and four is basically the interview process where we facilitate your interviews with the startups that we work with. And at the end of that process, you you hopefully have at least you know one or two or even more uh, offers for, from a startup. Um, so in terms of the, the reverse of the process, so what we actually have discovered is that uh, job descriptions in general are quite bad ways of explaining a role and what it's really about, but particularly in startups. So we're working with relatively early stage startups, you know, between 15 and 20 people. And the roles that we're, we're putting graduates into tend to be quite generalist. You know, you're working across different functions, potentially doing lots of different things. You're not really siloed into one area. Now, that is a very difficult thing to explain on a job description, because you're basically saying you'll be doing everything, which is which is not particularly useful when you're a graduate working, working out what to do. So we, we sort of thought, actually, maybe a better way of doing this is actually creating a kind of pitching environment so instead of having the startups come in and pitch to an investor they actually pitch to a graduate so so actually the, the startup will come in for a 15-minute pitch spend five minutes talking about the company what they're all about the ethos the ethic the, the mission and then five minutes in on the role what the examples of what they'll be doing you know bringing in specific projects they could be working on and then have five minutes at the end of the questions and so that's the process that we run for the first week which we call the startup spotlight week where essentially we get between 40 or 50 startups to come in and basically deliver these 15 minute pitches to our group of graduates um, and i think it's really effective for, for a number of reasons one is you really get a sense of kind of the vibe and the culture of, of, of not just the company, but the founder from listening to them, even if it's a, sh a short call, I think you can really get that sense of what they're what they're about, not just through what, what the words they say, but also the body language they use. I think the second, um, the second thing is the power aspect. You know, graduates are so used to basically firing off a thousand applications and writing all these cover letters and being ghosted by a, a load of startups. And we thought actually it might be quite nice to completely reverse that power dynamic and actually give the power to the graduates. So what happens at the end of that week is, each of our graduates basically ranks the top, uh, the top three or four companies out of the list of forty that they that they uh, were pitched uh, that were pitched to them, and then basically the three or four of the ones that they really want to interview with, and we put them up for interviews with those three or four companies. So basically, you know, at the end of that process, as a graduate, you get to choose. And actually, what we do is actually make the process in favor of the graduates. So we always have more startups than graduates, which mean that actually sometimes startups come away from the process empty handed. And that's obviously, you know, a bit, uh, not ideal for them, but we actually think that's the best way for to, to create an environment where a graduate can actually choose, uh, you know, uh, from a wider range of options as to where they want to go and actually will lead to a much better match because you're not just having to desperately scrounge around and send off an application for a job you don't actually want. You're being given, you know, an already curated list of startups, but then you're create, curating it yourself even more. So it tends to lead to, I guess, happier matches down the line, I think. And and I suppose, like, it, it, I love the fact that you've turned the, the kind of power dynamic on, on its head and, you, it, it, you, you know, it sounds like a very kind of empowering process. It sounds like something that's going to, you know, really give the graduates a bit, a bit of a, a leg up. How did the how did the startups find it with having that that power dynamic potentially shifted and yeah, sometimes maybe don't react that well? Yeah, look, I, I think with any any kind of new product or service that you're offering you know it is quite different from what they're expecting so there are some startups that frankly think no i don't want to deliver a 15-minute pitch i mean our our belief is that actually if you're a startup that values you know um selling yourself to people and and, and wanting you know the best grads out there you're you're willing to actually you know put in a 15-minute pitch and 
and you know get to know other graduates that, that that are looking for jobs and actually answer their questions and actually get involved in the process and and you're willing to take that risk um so so i think the ones that actually tend to get involved are the ones who buy into it and understand what we're doing there are always going to be some who don't but generally actually most startups do understand this is this is actually a useful way of doing things and they quite enjoy actually pitching to graduates and hearing from their from them and, and hearing good questions and and you know that they actually most of them take it quite well there are a few maybe at the start who didn't but i think generally now that our brand is getting stronger people understand what we're about and you know we are trying to grow the program as well so obviously it will allow more more startups to come on board and more graduates to go go through as well so we don't have to be so um, I guess, specific or, or strict on the number of startups and graduates as we are now. If, if I may, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious as to how you found it, because it's, it, there's some irony somewhere in that, that it, as you, it, it's a startup that's helping startups, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. From, from your perspective, how have you found kind of uh, going from that kind of corporate culture into, into your own startup where you've been, you know, been, been thrown into this whole world or, or pushed yourself into this whole world? How have you experienced it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I maybe should explain this at the start, actually. So I, I, in terms of what I was doing in my consulting job, I was actually working in the kind of ventures department of my of my company so the idea was that we would use the kind of start the the kind of lean startup techniques to help big corporates go to market quick with their products and be more customer centric and basically apply a lot of the startup techniques to corporates to allow them to be more nimble and agile and all that sort of stuff which was great i actually enjoyed it but kind of i remember thinking about it a few a uh, few years and then looking around and thinking actually we're, we're advising all these companies on how they should be more like startups but we're all kind of management consultants we've never actually built or done anything ourselves so it kind of i always since that that sort of moment that i had i always wanted to actually go out and actually apply these things that i was learning about in practice and actually do something which is not just like advising companies on things that i theoretically knew but didn't actually know in practice so that, that was always the i guess the impetus that i had to do that and i, I suppose before we actually launched the company, we did do a lot of research. So we, we'd actually created a fake website where we, we measured the number of clicks. So we knew that from a graduate point of view, there was quite a lot of demand for what the kind of thing that we were doing. We hadn't exactly solved it, but there was something there that was that was that was in demand um, from a startup perspective. And I, and I think from the startup perspective as well, we 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 spoke to lots of startups. We interviewed them. We got a sense that actually the current way that recruitment was, was being done, particularly from a graduate point of view, wasn't wasn't really working. Um, you know, either startups weren't really hiring grads because they didn't have a, a, a process to do it, or there was a sense that they needed too much handholding, and so they went for someone more experienced, or you know, the whole process for themselves was just too difficult. So we already had a pretty good idea when we launched that there was some problem there that needs to be solved but actually we quite quickly realized when we when we kind of quit our job was back in you know may of last year that it wasn't going to be quite as easy as, as we thought and there were definitely some pretty uh i wouldn't say dark moments but pretty like moments you think oh god what, what what am i doing you know particularly when you're sat in your in your bedroom during a pandemic some cold emailing hundreds of startups and getting no responses so, so there definitely were some I guess low moments but we always knew because we'd done quite a lot of research that like okay we might not find exactly what it is but we know there is a problem here. And if we knock the knock on enough doors, we'll find the right one. Um, so that kind of, I guess, helped us through it. But there were definitely points where we just thought, well, God, what are we doing? And I think the pandemic probably didn't help that in terms of us being stuck in our bedrooms and not being able to sort of talk to people as well. Well, it's funny because I was just about to ask you whether you thought that potentially this was coming on at a good time, because as much as I know we're, we're you know, the COVID bounce back and what's going to happen, there is this real emphasis now on kind of new businesses needing just to come up out of this. And it has, so I appreciate you, you, you partly answered this in that it was difficult to start during the yeah. pandemic. Could it be an advantage long term for yourselves in terms of maybe the startup culture is going to grow in the UK and beyond? 
Yeah, I actually think, although it was personally difficult for us, for the reasons I mentioned, from a business perspective, we didn't plan it in any way. We didn't plan to, to launch the pandemic, but actually it was a pretty good thing for us. We were quite lucky, I think, because there, there were two reasons. Firstly, a lot of graduate employees, you know, your BCGs, McKinsey's, you know, Goldman Sachs, etc., had, had often either cancelled or postponed their graduate schemes for the last year. So there were some very smart people who had got jobs at those places who were now looking for other stuff because, frankly, there wasn't anything else. Um, so that was the first thing. Secondly, um, I think from a startup perspective, I mean, all the startups we work with are, are kind of tech focused. And I think everyone's seen over the last year and a half to two years that basically uh, anything which has it does things using technologies, i.e. not using the, the human humans or doing things in a digital rather than a paper based way, have done pretty well. I mean, a lot of the startups we work with at the, start, at the beginning of our journey in, in the summer of last year had grown, you know, 100 times over the last year. I mean, even Zoom is obviously a good example of that as well. So generally, startups are tech focused and tech companies have done well. And so as a result, the startup ecosystem has done pretty well, albeit, you know, at the start, there was still a lot of, a lot of uh, concerns about hiring. But once that initial hurdle had gone through and by sort of the summer of last year, I think the sector was growing in terms of revenue and customers and market share, but also was looking to hire more as well. Obviously, adding that in with the fact that the big corporates are hiring less grads, that actually helped us a lot, I think, at the start. Um, but, you know, there were also some other drawbacks of, of, um, of being in a pandemic. But generally, I think we were probably quite lucky that that happened. Um, obviously, you know, that's a bit perverse because obviously other terrible things were happening during that pandemic. But I think given that the situation we were, it probably was overall a good thing for us. Uh, so from my perspective, one of the reasons I was very keen to have you on and talk about this is that from, from a careers education point of view and, and particularly from this podcast point of view is that it's always my focus has always been on trying to give people a chance to to, to um, I suppose, encourage to try new things and to kind of really try things with their careers. And I always thought the startups was a, was a really good way of doing that and certainly an undervalued way. And I know some universities, mine included, um, have kind of jumped in that more than others. I'm. I'm I know we're kind of focusing on, on on your company and we're focusing on the UK. I'm just wondering for anyone, because we do have people listening from all over the world as well. Do you have any advice for anyone who, just generally speaking, if they want to get into startups? We, we're going to come back to Jumpstart in a second. I'm going yeah, to finish with that. But just wondering if anyone is listening who maybe can't access it or they're, you know, they don't want to move. What what general advice would you have for anyone who's interested in getting into, the, into um, startups or into that world? Yeah, so I, I think, um, firstly, a lot of startups are working, uh, have gone fully remote, um, you know, not not all, but a lot of them have. So if you are working, living in a different country, and, and some startups have, have actually set up their businesses now that you can literally work from any in the world. So I'd say that, that's the first thing I would say, that is a bit of a side, but I think that's probably more the case in the startup world than it is in the, in the corporate world, I would imagine. Um, I, I think if you're interested in, in, in startups, the, a great resource that I would encourage people to use is Crunchbase. So Crunchbase is basically a massive database of startups across the world and you can basically search on it by place by industry by size and you can go on it and you can basically come up with a list of all the companies that fit what you're looking for and you can find them on LinkedIn and you can find their websites and so if you're interested in the sphere but don't know that much about it it, it might be a good thing just to go on Crunchbase have a bit of play around you know if you find a company that you think is really interesting reach out to the founder of LinkedIn it should be easy to find um, via the Crunchbase site and you know startup founders are generally pretty active on LinkedIn they're always posting there so that's a pretty good place to find them and if you're interested in having a chat they're generally pretty good at you know reaching out and, and talking about something they're passionate about which is their product or service. Um, the other thing is uh, you know in terms of other publications Sifted is pretty good if you don't know that much about the startup world and just want to get, get more knowledge about what's going on Sifted is, is particularly in the EU is a pretty useful resource and TechCrunch is, is another one which is quite 
um, good if you want to kind of get a global uh, overview. Another really useful website, I think, for people if they want to just find out more about like what is the startup way and like what is this startup thing all about, the startup method, and is the Y Combinator website. So Y Combinator is the kind of world-renowned uh, incubator and accelerator program where you know Airbnb and Stripe have gone through it, and they have a basically they've kind of created a, a framework for how you can build and scale a product. So if you're not necessarily an entrepreneur, but are kind of interested in entrepreneurialism. Their, their, their website's a really good starting point. They've got some really interesting videos about creating products and doing customer interviews. And, you know, even if you're just a student and who, who's kind of interested in the space or interested to how you might create a business, I think that's a really good place to start. Well, thanks for that. There's a couple of resources I, I hadn't heard of there, so I'm definitely going to be checking those out um, out, of, out of interest. So um, I'm, along with the... With the um, uh, when we publish this, there'll be links to, to your website down below. But I'm just wondering, um, what is there anything else people should know about, you know, if, if they're going to anything, anything any tips of, uh, about kind of if they're applying or anything that they should know before they, they kind of decide to put an application with yourselves? Yeah, so I think actually in terms of the stuff, obviously I've been, I've been sat here kind of uh, really, I guess, uh, advocating for startups. But I, I think the one thing I would say to people who are looking for this route is it, it is there is a bit there are some big differences between the corporate and the, the startup if you like a very structured environment where you know when you're going to work what's going to happen and, it, and it's quite not predictable but it, it's fairly kind of set up before you and your pathway set up before you a bit like it is at school and university the corporate route is actually very good for that and you know you will get some great training along the way but if you want if you want something where you want to generally be challenged challenged every day and that you know frankly there will be a bit of anarchy and chaos and you like that you're excited by that then the startup world is for you but I would say to people, you know, not everyone is suited to that, and that's fine. But I think it's just important for people to know that before, you know, going into that um, that thing, because it might be that actually you prefer that structure, and that's fine. You should definitely consider the corporate route probably is more applicable. But that, that's just the first thing I'd like to say before going into the, the the process. But in terms of our application process, we have three stages. So the first stage is a CV, uh, CV screen. Second is a series of written questions. And the third is a final interview, which lasts about 45 minutes. So in terms of the CV stage, we, we've done quite a lot of analysis on this. And actually what we do is we don't look for work experience, which is probably what most, um, most people look for. We, we've actually worked out that the biggest predictor of success in a startup is basically people who are very proactive. So people who've done lots of extracurricular things at university, whether it's sport, music, getting involved in charities, running their own societies, people who have shown a bit of hustle, I would say, um, is, is a really important predictor of success in a startup. As I said earlier, in a startup, you don't really have the, the option to wait for things to happen to you. You kind of need to go out and get it done yourself. You can't wait for someone to say, this is job X, which needs to be done. You need to work out yourself what job X is, because actually, you know, you're working in a dynamic environment where speed is important and there's not necessarily the time for someone to go and, and tell you exactly what you need to do each day. So so we really look for, you know, academics is important, but really that proactivity is the, is the key thing that we that we look for on an application. And that generally is in the form of extracurricular work. You know, work experience is good. But generally, we, we know that work experience can skew towards particular socioeconomic backgrounds. So we try and focus on extracurricular, um, which, is, which is a better predictor. Written questions. So we have a series of qu uh, quantitative and qualitative type questions that are really assessing your ability to analyze information, but also kind of write effectively and communicate effectively, which we test for. Um, and then the, the last stage is a, is a 45 minute interview with myself or my founder. 
and it consists of one uh, a case study, which we send you kind of a few days beforehand, which you have to work on and present back to us, a few kind of competency questions and just getting to know you type questions. And then we, we kind of give you a final uh, unseen case study at the end as well. Um, so it's a relatively kind of quick, straightforward process. And we run an application. So we run a cohort every two months, roughly. So our next one is starting on the 15th of November and the next one will be um, kind of in, in January next year. So there's a cohort every eight weeks. So you can just select whichever one you want to be considered for. And, and really importantly as well, because you mentioned about kind of not skewing things towards certain socioeconomic backgrounds. I, one thing yeah. I did like about it as well is that there's no charge for the students for this when they're applying for it. There's no, no there's no nothing like that, which I think is a, is a really great thing. Kabir, I I think we've covered everything. If we're free to jump in while I'm I'm summing things up, if I haven't. But thank you so much. You've been brilliant for coming on. Um, no wish you the best of luck. And um, yeah, and if, if anyone's listening and if you're interested, the links to the um website are in the description. And um, as always, if you can, if you haven't already followed us on Facebook, Twitter, what else are we on? Um, TikTok, please do and please share the episodes, particularly this one, because uh, obviously, we want, as I said, we want to do a bit more about startups, um, given everything that's going on at the moment. Kabir Valley, thank you so much. You've been a gentleman. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Graduate Compass. Remember, if there is a degree subject or specific industry you would like to be featured on any future episodes, then we would love to hear from you and know what you are trying to find out. Our email is info at graduatecompass.ie.